Welcome to the podcast series, A Tasteful Story by Le Cordon Bleu Paris. In this podcast, we take a look behind the scenes of Le Cordon Bleu Paris through the testimonies and experiences of its alumni. In this episode, we meet Ruba Koury, who has opened a new spot in the heart of Paris, which is meant to be inclusive and welcoming, especially for women. After several years of working as a chef in some of Paris's top restaurants, she decided to create her own place, the Dirty Lemon Bar in the 11th arrondissement of Paris, a space dedicated to welcoming queer women that is as soft and chic as it is trendy and cool. She takes us on a solo adventure and tells us how her time at Le Cordon Bleu Paris paved a way for her. My name is uh, Ruba Khouri. I'm 33 years old. I am the chef and owner of Dirty Lemon. It's a cocktail bar in Paris. Um, I'm currently living in the 12th arrondissement of Paris. I grew up in Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, and I uh, moved to Paris to study at the Cordon Bleu 10 years ago, and now I am uh, currently uh, running my own restaurant. When I was a child, I was very interested in cooking. Uh, growing up in my during my childhood years, I would always help my mother in the kitchen and help her with cooking and hosting people when they would come to our house. It was a very uh, special moment for me, and I really enjoyed it. I decided to study first because I knew that it would give me the good backbone, the good basics of the French cuisine uh, to help me be successful in the future. But when I decided to choose this path, I already knew that it was going to be a career choice. The training program I took at Cordon Bleu was the Diplôme de Cuisine. So I did uh, until Superior Cuisine and I also did the Basic Pastry Diploma. And I graduated from Le Cordon Bleu in 2012. I chose Paris, uh, the Parisian Institute of Cordon Bleu, because I knew that French cuisine was the the culinary gastronomy of the world and cuisine is based on French techniques. A typical day at the Institute when I was training usually would start at 8 a.m. with a theory class. Uh, we would do, It would be about three hours long. We would take notes. Then there was a, a small break and then we would start our uh, practical class where we were all in the kitchen with our chef, our teacher, and we would Uh, do the recipe that we had just learned in the theory class. When I arrived at the Cordon Bleu, I had a basic knowledge of French. I took it uh, throughout high school, so I had a good base, uh, but definitely my French got better being in the country, in France, and speaking and practicing the language. Learning the language and the lingo of the cuisine helped through the chefs because they were speaking French, and at the same time, there was a translator to translate in English, so it definitely helped uh, improve my my language skills. My relationship with the fellow students at the Cordon Bleu was actually very cordial. Uh, we had a good relationship, you know, because we were all international students. There was this natural bond between us. We all spoke the English for the most part and uh, we were all going through the same experience. So it bonded us. And uh, yeah, I have only good memories of that. I did marry one of them. I met my wife at Cordon Bleu and we are married now. So that was a fun experience. I did learn skills that 
helped me today from the Cordon Bleu, for example, I definitely learned how to be organized and structured. They definitely really f implemented that in every learning that it's very important. It's one of the essential backbones to being successful in the kitchen is your organization and your structure, how you plan things out during your time. And I feel like that definitely has helped me uh, being successful today. I did one internship internship after uh, graduating from the Cordon Bleu and the school helped me find it. I did it at the uh, Hotel Cost, their Brasserie de Luxe. I did a couple of internships with their restaurants. I would say that this internship was very useful in my professional life because it was at a Brasserie. We would do like two over 200 covers uh, at lunch service and it definitely helped me be efficient and be fast and know how to organize myself in such a type of service. I do have a special memory at the Cordon Bleu that still sticks with me to this day. It is when we did uh, our uh, we did our final exam and we were given a list of ingredients um, ahead of time. So you know you you got to plan out what did you want to cook. And the list of ingredients was like uh, mushrooms, uh, pontad, guinea fowl, uh, potatoes, leeks, onions, things like that. And I remember my special moment was that everybody, we were 10 or 12 in the class, everybody did almost the same thing. And my chef really appreciated that I did something else. Everybody did like a confit of uh, pontad with like a mushroom flan and everything, you know, because that's what we learned uh, during our time. And I decided to do a, I did like homemade burger bun and I did a pontad burger with a duxel de, de champignon on top. And I remember my chef at the time really appreciated that I did something different and it was good uh, on top of that. So yeah, that moment stays with me. I would say that my time at the Institute definitely guides me in my professional life in the sense that, you know, you I learned all the basics of the cuisine and that can never, you will, you will always need the basics. So, you know, they will always stay with you. It's an education that's your backbone and you, you will always lean on it from time to time because you will keep learning new techniques, obviously, but the basics will never change. So I, I definitely rely on my on my training at Le Cordon Bleu as uh, as a good backbone to my career to this day. I was a commis de cuisine at at Septim, and then after that, I worked as a chef de partie at Yamcha for Adeline Grattard for about two years. I helped her open her steamed bun shop and I, I basically left as her sous chef. Uh, after that, I worked at uh, Frenchie, uh, another Michelin starred restaurant. And after that, I started doing pop-ups and residency chefs all over the country, which uh, I believe catapulted my career into expressing myself as as my own identity as a chef. So in about 2018, after one of my chef residencies, I, I decided to open my own place. I decided to open Dirty Lemon. I had this idea from a long time ago, but I felt that in 2018, it was I felt the time to launch myself into my own business. One of the main steps to launching this was I definitely felt that I came to a point in my career where I was ready to, I had, an, I had an identity, I had a concept, I had an idea to express. 
Um, I also had the confidence and I felt I, I have the knowledge to open my own business. After that, the next steps was finding investors, uh, finding, uh, getting a bank loan, uh, looking for a space. And yeah, those are definitely the first major steps to opening your own place. So the concept of uh, Dirty Lemon is a cocktail bar by women, for women and the queer community. I feel that the industry of the, of, uh, of the bar can sometimes be very pretentious, very macho. So I wanted to create a space that was welcoming to everybody that as soon as you step into the door, you feel accepted, included, you can understand what's going on. Uh, it's not pretentious. You're, you're in a chic environment, but it's still uh, casual. Um, and all our cocktails and food are seasonally based. So when I was building my business, I experienced a lot of uh, discouragements. Uh, it was very hard for me to secure a bank loan. I don't know if it was racism or biased or sexism or homophobia or all of the above, but I, it was very difficult for me to get a bank loan. I saw 10 different banks and only one of them accepted me. It was extremely difficult to, for them to believe in my concept um, and finance me. So at the beginning, it was definitely a, a lonely venture. It was very hard, but now I can say that everyone, part of the team, past, present and future is, is part of Dirty Lemon and brings their own spirit to the concept uh, at the beginning of of dirty lemon that i have is uh, we are actually neighbors to a really famous uh, american food critic david Liebowitz, and um, he came to he had just come out with a cocktail book and he he came to dirty lemon maybe the first week of my opening and he ordered a drink a boulevardier which is a basically a Negroni, but with whiskey instead of gin. And at that moment, uh, my, my bartender was unavailable. They were sick, so I had to do it. Uh, and my, my colleague, my manager at the time had to do it as well. And we, you know, it was just the first week of opening. We, we obviously aren't bartenders by nature, but we managed to make a boulevardier. And he posted about it on his Instagram and he he captioned it the perfect boulevardier at Dirty Lemon. And so the funny thing is that a few like a couple of weeks after that, it was the touristic season and every American who stepped through our doors ordered the same boulevardier because of David Lewis's post. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> I decided to highlight uh, the cocktail side to my restaurant or bar because I feel that having having the side of uh, bars and mixology definitely gives a more relaxed feeling to a restaurant. I didn't want to open a traditional restaurant because there are so many rules. I feel that with having a bar everything is spontaneous you can come and drink or you can come and eat and drink you can have a full-on dinner here or just snacks and you can dance if you feel like dancing so there's more of a fluidity to having a bar over a restaurant so being my own boss has its pros and cons i would say the pros are I can wake up whenever I want. I can come to work whenever I want to. Obviously, uh, when I have uh, rendezvous and things like that, I, I have certain deadlines. Um, another pro is that 
uh, I decide anything that that goes. You know, if I want to change something, I can change it from one day to the next. I don't need anybody else's uh, approval or confirmation. It's all up to me. A con would be that all the responsibility, you know, falls on you, which sometimes can be very stressful and put a lot of pressure, but that's normal. Uh, you know, it's part of it. And another con would be sometimes, sometimes after like long stressful days or months, sometimes you just want somebody else to tell you what to do. Sometimes it gets really like tiring to always be the one to, to decide, okay, this is what we have to do. This is, you know, to, to keep the standards up. So at certain points it gets a bit tiring. Sometimes you just want to be a salarié again, but, uh, you know, I love it and and I'm super happy and it's my it's my passion I love being in my in my place and uh, yeah my advice that I would give to somebody who is thinking about opening their own place is get r really specific on what your concept is and make sure you really want to do it like more than a hundred percent because if you if there's any doubt about opening your own place don't do it it's not worth it you have to really be secure and confident about doing your own thing and and really take that responsibility on because if there's any doubt it will come back to haunt you in the tough moments uh, the advice I would give to students at the Institute would be have fun, listen to what the chefs are saying. You know, there are a lot of techniques and things that you will learn. So make sure you write everything down and yeah, just have fun. It's a fun time. Thank you for listening to A Tasteful Story, a podcast from Le Cordon Bleu Paris. See you next month for a new episode. Until then, don't hesitate to subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss any episodes and can continue to listen to the stories of inspiring alumni. For more information on Le Cordon Bleu Paris diplomas, please visit cordonbleu.edu slash Paris and all of the Cordon Bleu social media. See you soon.